Alright, welcome to the Silver Screen Roll post-game show after the Lakers lose a close one to the Clippers. Um, that was probably the most exciting Laker game that I've seen in actually a few months, um, ever since the continuation of last year from all the you know terrible games we watched. Um, but today I'm joined um, by Donnie McHenry and Anthony Irwin. Uh, Anthony, jump in whenever, but... Uh, yeah, that was that was rough. I thought, you know, I thought we actually played well. I thought we had a chance to win. I was uh, super excited. Um, Lonnie Walker looks incredible. The story to me, the the Lakers lost the third quarter, thirty-two to nineteen, and then gave up a forty-point fourth quarter. That's kind of where the game turned. But I thought there was some positive stuff. Um, but Donnie, what did you see? Donnie, you're up late in the East Coast, um, fellow SBN guy. What uh, what did you see? I guess what was your Initial takeaway, I'm obviously going to get into Russell Westbrook, who I think, again, is the main story. Um, just it's never a quiet game for Russ. Obviously, 0 for 9, I believe, or 0 for 10 from the field. A bunch of just awful shot attempts. I thought there's no reason Russell Westbrook should be taking six threes or seven threes he took. But Donnie, talk to me. What did you, what did you see? Uh, what was your kind of uh, large takeaway from this one? Hey, what's up, Raj? Uh, first of all, um, I just want to say you're lucky I'm here. Uh, Lady <laughs> Gaga is actually performing at my house right now. I'm uh, nice. I'm tucked, I'm tucked away in the bathroom, but figured I'd hop on the spaces. Uh, yeah, um, I think the biggest thing, uh, and it's just, I mean, it's just a broken record at this point, but I think the biggest thing of no is just the three-point shooting. Um, just didn't really seem like there was anyone on the court um in like the last basically like the fourth quarter and even the third quarter when things going well that you could um depend on to make a three-point shot so yeah and obviously like you said russ is a huge part of that i don't know how many threes he took but i know he missed every single one um don't know how many threes pat bev took but he missed every single one uh it even got to the point where candace parker uh was going out of her way to say that <laughs> Austin Reeves is like the, the Lakers three-point shooter, which just kind of made me laugh, even though even though it might be kind of true. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd say. Just the three-point shooting really is, I'd say, the main reason that they lost this game. Yeah, I mean, I, that was tough to watch. I thought, you know, this is kind of, uh, in my notes here, I put, like, this is how we're supposed to play, though, right? Like, we're supposed to run. I thought we defended well enough. I thought Paul George and Kawhi were kind of going through the motions as well in a lot of their plays, but... Thought we defended well enough to win in this one. It's just you could see on LeBron's face um, after the game, like you could tell he was just he put in all that effort, um, all that effort on defense, and we just couldn't hit an open three. Um, we eventually, I think we finished ten for forty, uh, or no, let me see if I can get the stats up here. But yeah, we just could not hit an open shot, and that's that's super frustrating. I think Russ is a big part of that, and I just thought like we didn't. I want to start with this because. I want to start with this. I think we didn't close the game with the correct lineup. I was shocked that Russ kind of came back out there. I thought, you know, he played good enough defense, but it was such a detriment to us on offense. And JTA was a guy I would have liked out there rather than, you know, Russ or maybe even Austin Reeves who came in late. Um, Do you agree with that as well? And I'm asking if you're in here, you can jump on as well if you agree with that. But I thought that was kind of the positive is like we saw what a good team can kind of look like, but this kind of might be the result if we just can't hit open threes. You get 26 from Lonnie Walker. I mean, 25 from AD. LeBron gives you a 20, 10, and 6 game, and uh, you're unable to pull it out. That's just that's just a rough result. But do you agree with that, uh, Donnie or Anthony, who are, if you're up here? Um, do you agree with, like, the closing lineup just wasn't correct in this one? I thought it was kind of weird. 
that that they would go to Russ there. But I also think like people who are expecting Russ to not be out there, it's too early in the season for that. You know, look, we would love for professional sports to be a meritocracy. We would love for for it to just be, you know, the best player gets out there for the situation, but that's not really how this works. So um, until a decision is made on, on Russ, um, I thought it was kind of telling that after they brought him out there for, you know, I think he came back in with about five minutes to go and then sat down with mm-hmm. about a minute to go. Um, when the Lakers needed shooting, they brought uh, Rees back out there. And and honestly, like, I think their best lineup is going to be Bev, Walker, Reeves, uh, LeBron, and AD, you know, and, and until they figure that out and until they can get those guys out there for as many minutes as possible, you are going to just kind of bang your head up against the wall. Like we're, we're, we're still doing this. We're still pretending <laughs> Russ is going to be on this team for, for, for much longer. Um, that, yeah, I, I agree. It's a weird choice, but it was one that you kind of saw coming. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was, I thought that, that we just had enough people playing well, and I thought Ham Russ was just playing so poorly on offense. I thought it was like there was a chance for him to not close the game. I mean, I thought that door was that kind of open, especially with just how well JTA I thought was defending Paul George and Kawhi, and it's just such a large gap. You see, like when we go from these small three guard lineups to like just even a guy like JTA who's not a upper half of talent in terms of a wing just like gives you a margin for error that I think like we just didn't have um, before when you're playing that small. Um, and that was a winnable game though. Right. Like I know I'm absolutely. Of, yeah. Like I take the optimist side 100%. on here, but like, but that was a game like we could have won. Like if uh, just a few things break, right. Patrick Beverly missed that like transition three with all the momentum going. And I thought the AD injury really just kind of uh, took the air out of the team. Right. Like it took the energy out of them. I thought we were, you know, we went on like a twenty to four run, and then AD just falls on you know Kawhi uh, on the on the Kawhi contest at the rim, and we just could never really build that up until the end. And we took a late lead, the Austin Reeves lob to Lonnie Walker again, like the most exciting Laker moment in like the last four months. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, that was right. Like it's been a while since no, the like, game no, mattered, no, right? You're not wrong. Uh, that Lonnie. No, I'm 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 laughing because you're right. Like that Lonnie. <laughs> I I think it might be longer than four months. I I. I was like, might be four three seasons. I was gonna say I didn't get a chance to, but I was getting a red, getting ready to extend to some big time hyperbole about <laughs> that dunk. I was like, when was the last time I felt like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think when when it when it comes to like you know the winability and stuff, I think there is some like I I hate to be the wet blanket guy, and and I apologize everybody who is listening that 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 is me. That's that's how I operate, but like. I don't necessarily want to go so far as to say, like, you know, that this was outright a win that the Lakers just kind of forked away because the Clippers didn't play particularly well either. They brought Kawhi off of the bench, uh, like the the like fifteen or twenty, you know, twelve or fifteen point lead that they had could have easily been like a twenty-ish point lead if Kawhi was playing like actual minutes. But who knows? Like, maybe that's just the kind of game that Kawhi is going to play all year as they, you know, try to to bring the series of the NBA, like to the finish line. But um, I, 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 you know, with, with, if you're, if you're Rob, like I I saw the point made a couple of times on Twitter. um, And I think Raj, you, you kind of alluded to it too. It's like, if you're Rob, all you have needed to see 
before you really commit to winning now is how does AD look? How does LeBron look? And can they sustainably look, you know, consistently like guys who can be the centerpieces of a, of a team that can compete for a championship? And I, yeah, I think in both of these games so far, they have looked like that. And it's like, give them a chance that right now they don't like the, the margin for error is too slim against even like decent teams. Give them a chance, make the trade and, and then, and, and try to, you know, not, not sacrifice a quarter of the season waiting for data. That's just going to tell the same story we've heard for, for a year and a half now. Yeah. I mean, we got 20 games, we got what, 18 games left before Rob Alinka can make his decision. Right. So uh, <laughs> there's still a lot of basketball left. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want to dive into Lonnie Walker though. Cause I like, I thought he was instrumental tonight and I think, I said before, I think we need to start putting his name in pen uh, with the starters. I just think, like, his athleticism next to LeBron and AD pops. Like, it almost jumps even more around those two because he's getting to attack defenses on the move. He was a, he was able to attack closeouts. Uh, Donnie, what do you think of, of Lonnie Walker? Because he just looked electric. And he's he's not a – like, he's defended well to me. And, like, the comparison was Malik Monk. But I think, like, he's at least has a chance defensively, right? Like, you watch Malik Monk play, and there's just – Nothing he can do. Like, it's very – it looked like Kendrick Nunn, honestly, the last few days. But, like, that's what Malik Monk was. Lonnie Walker is a little bit more built. Uh, but what do you think of uh, – Donnie, what do you think of Lonnie? Because I think he looked absolutely incredible <laughs> tonight. <laughs> can we bring Ronnie and Hani? Hani's on our staff. We got to <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, Hani, Donnie. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't even think I thought about that. Um, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, man. Lonnie's insane. Like, he kind of just, like – he just drives to the rim and his move is essentially, I'm going to jump as high as possible. And then we're just going to see what happens uh, while I'm up here in midair. And it was working tonight. Like he was really getting to the rim very well. Um, I, yeah. I mean, how many points did he had? 20 some points. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, I was just looking at the box score while you guys were talking. It is, uh, you know, Lonnie was very good at all. It's just very disgusting to see the combined box score of Russ and Kendrick Nunn. Um, obviously the highest paid player on the team, and then, you know, top five or whatever Nunn is. Yeah, top five, highest played player on the team, like 0 for 20 or whatever it is, two points. Like, And, and I like I want to give Russ some credit before Reggie Miller hops in here and, like, tries to kill me. Um, he was very, very good on defense um, in that yeah. second half. Like, Front, like, you know, even putting, you know, to the side him just fronting Kawhi and them throwing, like, kind of some foolish passes <laughs> into Kawhi. Um, he was giving effort there. But then he had a couple moments where he was just doing one-on-one defense with him and stood up, and Kawhi was kind of having trouble trouble with his strength. Um, I tweeted it on Lakers Outsiders, but just just crazy what happens when you utilize your, like, athleticism and strength or defense. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy what happens. Um, well, he's terrible. he's always been a capable defender in that kind of situation, right? When it's a one-on-one, sure. like, machismo a machismo kind of situation, that's when Russ is fine. It's when, you know, the, his guy doesn't have the ball that he goes full squirrel and, and runs off in the opposite direction. Yeah, and I think, you know, we kind of found a defensive role for him, right? Like, I think putting him on these wings um, instead of, like, these quick twitch guards – which a lot of time he had to defend, you know, the previous season. But I just thought, like, they put him on Kawhi, on Paul George, and those are matchups he's not going to win a lot. But, like like you said, he won the physical battles, thought he rebounded well. And it's 
it's sad that he went like 0 for 11 because that's such a again like it's never a quiet game right 0 for 6 from 3 bunch of just dare shots that he took um because i thought this overall game I and mean, you get five steals four assists i mean you should have a pretty pretty positive impact um on the game it's just it's so rough with him on offense and i think it also leads to us becoming a jump shooting team um, that's why i think lonnie walker is important austin reese those guys just to get the ball kicking around a little bit um but do you see this as a role that Russ can kind of keep up, I guess? Can he keep up this defensive role? Can he buy into that? I thought like, I thought tonight it was – like, I know he had better stats against the Warriors. I thought tonight he actually impacted winning more, if that makes sense. Like, I think, like, his defensive impact tonight actually impacted us on the scoreboard, even with the offense without it. Um, but I guess we can kind of dive into him. Is he – is this sustainable, I guess? Is this a sustainable play, or is it eventually just going to turn into him being sent home? Or is this, like, a role, I guess – they can kind of minimize um, minimize into any of you can kind of go with this one. I I think really quickly before I, I move on to Russ and, and once again become like the sad sack here, but <laughs> I want to go back to like Lonnie. The oh, yeah. Lakers' identity when they won the championship was bigger, stronger, faster, right? right? It was bigger, stronger, faster everywhere. It wasn't just – it was it was Dwight and JaVale. It was obviously LeBron and AD. And then in the backcourt, it was Caruso and it was – you know, there were times where KCP was starting as, as like a de facto point guard. And um, and I think Lonnie is the first guard that they've had, you know, in, in a little while who gets back to that, um, mm-hmm. who, who actually utilizes that, who still has that elite athleticism and actual like size at, at the point guard or at a guard spot. Um, and I think that's what really kind of stands out for him is, and I, I don't think it's necessarily – um, a coincidence that he looked as good as he did next to LeBron, next to AD, is because like that's that was you know clearly the 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 um, ingredients that 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 you know led to a championship and and getting somebody who who fits that culture is is you know really cool to see. The other guy who fits that that description is Russ as as a guard, mm-hmm. and and I and like you guys have been saying when he was when he's able to just kind of focus is what's left of his, you know, at one point otherworldly athleticism, when he's able to focus that on, you know, short bursts or singular activities on the court, it still shows up, right? Like him going against Kawhi and like a bigger and bulkier Kawhi was impressive. Um, We saw it sometimes in in, in games last year where he would get angry at the fact that somebody would challenge him one-on-one and his defense would, would kind of pick up. Um, whether he's going to commit to that, I, I don't know. We have to see, you know, the, the Lakers risked his life by sitting him in that last minute of the game. So we'll, we'll see how his body reacts <laughs> yeah. to that. But, but, uh, it, it's, it's kind of difficult to ask him to commit to a role that he might not necessarily normally commit to, given that mm-hmm. the Lakers haven't really committed to him though, is my, is my only concern there. But in terms of like, that's what it would look like if he did. And, it, and, and, you know, the Lakers are a significantly better team when he does. Right, yeah. And, like, that's the defensive role that we have to put him in. We'll see if he can kind of buy that as the season goes. I think if losses pile up, um, it'll be a little tougher to to get him to buy into that. But I thought, you know, he was, he was fine tonight on defense, at least, that his defense kept the game closer than what it probably should have been. Um, and he defended Paul George well, who I said again, uh, was just kind of bobbling the ball around. Um, but, you know, in the last phase, Anthony, I told you, I don't think the team can shoot that bad again. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess 
Like nine, I think, nine for 45. Oh, uh, man, that's just that, – those numbers don't even look real, honestly. I mean, that's just uh, – even like a 30%, you know, night from there would have really just flipped the tables. Um, it's not like the Clippers shot. Uh, I think, you know, what something that really stands out too is that, like, we're hoisting at a rate that – like, the Clippers seem like a team that would be chucking a little bit more threes, right? They do play smaller. Um, they have, you know, more pull-up three-point shooters. We got up 15 more threes than them, which kind of tells you, I think, how we're playing. Now, I'm not sure if some of those people should be hoisting up threes, um, but, like, it's kind of interesting you see the play style. Um, you got uh, LeBron, again, attempting eight threes. I think that's just a lot. Lonnie Walker got nine of them up. Um, but, yeah, nine for 45. Can't be this bad Sunday, right? <laughs> or, 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 or can it? I'm not, I'm not really sure. But, I, I thought again, we got good shots. Like, I think the shot quality is right. I think, you know, everyone said that the shot quality has been good. Minus to take away the six rust threes, because I think, you know, four of them were, like, at the top of the wing. Um, so if you take those out, it's, like, nine for 35. Doesn't make it that much. Nine for 39, which doesn't make it that much better. But, um, yeah, the shooting, I guess it's a concern. Is that something that can flip, Donnie, you think, as the game goes on? Or, or so, as the games go on? So, like, the thing is, Russ is just so, so open on most of these. Like, yeah. it's just so hard for me to be, like, don't shoot those, but also I'm still like, don't shoot those. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I just don't see it being feasible for like a long time to have Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook closing out games on the Mm -hmm. offensive end. Like, I'm sorry. Pat Bev is not a three point shooter. Like I know, like for some reason we've decided just because he came in with, uh, probably the best career three-point percentage of, like, any of these guys that he's going to be, like, our, <laughs> I'll just say, yeah. our buddy heels for now. But oh, man. it's just not happening. It's just not happening. And, like, I don't know. Just having those two on the court coming down the wire, like, you saw it. Like, the Clippers literally just – the ball goes to Russ at the top of the key, and they just watch it. And mm-hmm. they can do that because there's really no other guys. Like, he's just – I don't know. It's, it just doesn't work out. It really just doesn't work out. And – I don't know. I kind of wanted to like say this when Anthony was talking earlier, just about like how it's too early to kind of, you know, start doing the thing where we bench Russ late. But like, I would have been fine with that, like keeping him in tonight if he was playing like he was in the last game. Like he was fine against uh, the Warriors, if not good, honestly, uh, in terms of offense. Um, but like tonight, he's just downright god awful like the bot it was right there in the box score <laughs> and like and, J- and i thought jta was um arguably one of the biggest parts of the reasons why the lakers had that run there um mm-hmm. if not was just performing well all game um i don't know i just don't know when when is it not going to be early enough like yeah, if it wasn't tonight, I mean, like, if, if it's not on a night that he goes, you know, 0 for 11, I mean, it's kind of hard to find uh, another night that you, I guess, um, you would do that with, right? Um, but I thought, you know, like, you're, you're totally correct. I thought JTA was a huge part, and it's why I kind of advocated when we did our SBN thing for him to start. He actually hit a 3 to 9. He was 1 for 4. Um, that's 25%, which is actually better than the team shot today. So, which is, <laughs> which is funny. Cool. That's the most positive, negative thing I think you've ever said. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, and like, like I said before, I think we need to choose on a guard rotation. Like I I think it's fine if Lonnie Walker is cooking like this. I don't think you need to bleed in Kendrick Nunn minutes, 
right? I think the Kendrick Nunn and Austin uh, and Russell Westbrook minutes have looked terrible to start even in the preseason games and in the regular season. Kendrick Nunn, a minus 18 um, in a game where, you know, it's decided by six points. I mean, he only played 11 minutes, which I think kind of showed you where he was. How does how can like we get all these guards, I guess, to contribute? Like if you get 26 from Lonnie tonight, but then like he's going like ten, five points in the next game. Like I think it's tough to get like a real rotation there. We got Dennis Schroeder coming back eventually too that you got to kind of enter in this guard rotation. Um, or like is it time to just go, I guess, pick between Lonnie and Nunn? Or are you still kind of – do you still have to kind of fit Nunn in? Because he looks very lost on offense. I don't know if you guys would agree. He looks like he doesn't really know when it's – his time to score or shoot or play make. Um, and we play him a lot with like LeBron. We did a LeBron at center lineup tonight. That got ran off the floor, uh, shockingly. Uh, but I guess uh, Donnie Anthony, does Kendrick Nunn kind of fit into this anywhere? He was 0 for 7, and that night kind of gets lost because Russ went 0 for 11. Um, but I thought, you know, Nunn's an important scoring guard to this team. It's just uh, our margin is so low. If like if he's not scoring as well, we're, we're not really getting offense from anywhere. Well, well Nunn is. Like, for everything that we've said about how poorly Russ shot, right, at least we were able to point to the defense on Russ and, and oh, the way yeah. he was competing on that side. But yeah, exactly. none is so bad defensively, <laughs> man. He is just – he's small, and like you talked about, not really knowing where to stand defensive or offensively. Defensively, he's oh, like yeah. he's like actively scoring on the Lakers. It, it, <laughs> it sometimes it feels like. So I, I think, I think if, if none is going to work – they have to, you know, again, it, it's it's kind of like I just said about Russ, where with Russ, his bursts of athleticism, if they are just singularly focused, it reminds you of old Russ, right? Um, and I think with none, if they just severely limit his role to like, all right, man, you're going to touch the ball. You're going to run like three or four pick and rolls on each side of the, of, of the half. You're going to you're going to have a couple like open corner threes over the course of the night. Um, and then all we ask is that you just like, don't set screens on us defensively. And like, if that's all that they're asking him to do, I think, I think none can be um, okay. But yeah, every, I, I was actually really excited from what I saw from him in the preseason, but all of that, I don't know where all of that went. And he probably, you know, winning Gabriel got a DMPCD tonight. Um, I, I wouldn't be certain. Uh, Damian Jones has essentially gotten a couple in a row despite Thomas Bryant not being there. It wouldn't really shock me to see Nunn um, get some time to kind of rethink some stuff while the Lakers figure out who their best guards are because it, it's too many guards as it is. And if one of those guards that you're, like, trying to squeeze into rotation that doesn't make very much sense, is also really, really playing really poorly, then it just compounds the the issue that you're running into. Yeah, I think I think he's going to stay like barely in the rotation if he keeps playing like this. But that's really only because Schroeder is out, and like when Schroeder comes back, um, especially just because he put like I I'm way more confident in saying Schroeder's going to be playing better defense than none. If Nunn is playing like this, he will definitely be getting uh, DNT CDs once uh, Schroeder gets back. Yeah, and, like, good. I'm not trying to, like, cape for Nunn, but, like, I, I still would like to see him on some, like, where it's him with AD and no Russ. Like, I just think he's, again, lost. And, again, you get those spacing concerns, too, with him um, where he's not, like, a catch-and-shoot guy and uh, they're playing him kind of off the ball. He's trying to, you know, find his rhythm and 
trying to score off the catch. It's been rough to watch though for him and the whole team, well, honestly. But yeah. if he's if he's playing like non-rust minutes, then those are going to be LeBron minutes, and he hasn't yeah. looked good with LeBron either. So yeah, there's it's, you know, it's a tough. He's he's that rare creator <laughs> who doesn't seem to understand how to be a secondary creator, you know, and and that makes it really difficult for him. Where you know he he needs like four or five dribbles with the ball, yeah, and and you know the idea of him attacking with like two or three dribbles is is uh not something he seems very comfortable with and that that makes it damn near impossible to be on on a lebron team and a russ team yeah and his best game right was i think when lebron and russ both sat like so i can think against i think it was against the warriors um was like his his best night where he kind of was able to cook and run at the top of the key um and play next to ad anthony davis wow what a what a roller coaster (laughs) What a roller coaster game. Uh, he came in late in the fourth quarter, and I kind of want to ask you guys because I still think, like, he looks incredible. I thought, you know, on I think our defense just crashed when he went off the floor, um, especially in that third and fourth quarter. I said that, you know, we gave up a 40-point fourth quarter. I think AD didn't come in to, like, the six- or five-minute mark. Um, and then, you know, in that third quarter as well, he got he got hurt and missed a lot of it where we gave up, like, a I think, like, a 33- or 34-point quarter. But, um AD and LeBron look there, though, right? I think that's the point you were making, Anthony. Like, they look ready to go. It's it's disappointing because I think they've played extremely well the first two games. Usually you get this type of production from both of them. You don't really lose those type of nights. Um, and I think that's kind of what LeBron's face looked like. But, yeah, I kind of wanted to, to close off on that. Like, LeBron and AD look ready to go, right? I think that's my, like, big takeaway from these first two games, other than, like, Lonnie Walker as well looking great and the fact that we can't shoot. LeBron and AD look incredible LeBron still can get to the basket especially when he decides to I thought late in the game he did um but just any of you talk to me on that because I think that's where I'm still staying kind of positive with this obviously Rob Lincoln needs 18 more games of evidence but like I still think like this look this looked good LeBron and AD look ready to go and that's like the most important part even though the pieces might change and Darvin Ham has to kind of switch things up um but do you guys agree with that as well that you know AD and LeBron looked ready and can still be, I guess, two top ten-ish players to lead a lead a really good team. But AD, it was just, it was kind of the perfect encapsulation of what the last couple of years have been, right? You, you get mm-hmm. you, you get the, like the first half, and you're like, oh hell yeah, AD's back, and then he falls, he's like, ah oh, shit, AD's back. Like, is he, <laughs> he, he going to be okay? Um, I, I don't. I, I'm a little nervous about. AD because he has looked incredible and Raj we talked about this coming off of the first game too he has looked incredible but he has asked to do so effing much man and mm-hmm. on, on defense like cleaning up for for the the munchkin land lineups that he's forced <laughs> to play in and for like trying to go out there and and I think Darwin like I know a lot of people are kind of frustrated seeing um AD the spectacular athlete that he is in drop coverage but I think that's like we we've joked about you know Russ not coming off of the bench because it puts his like hamstrings at, at in mortal peril, but like I think Darwin putting AD in drop coverage, it's what Darwin is more comfortable with. But I think it's also like just trying to save this person from really uh, you know outstretching what his body is capable of right now. So. Um, I completely agree, Raj. Like I've I've seen everything that I need to see from LeBron and AD, and there's no way to see it over a sustained amount of time. 
um, or, or the, the amount of time that you would maybe necessarily be comfortable with to commit solely to this year. Um, but, but it, it, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I don't know what other choice the Lakers have here. And if you get somebody like Turner, like I've always thought that the Indiana trade was the one that made the most sense. Um, even while uh, Kyrie was, was, you know, considered a possibility, but if you can get Turner and, and alleviate some of that pressure on AD, I think that's something that the Lakers should really consider, you know, not just because it, it finally turns the page on this Russell Westbrook chapter, but also just to save AD because what they're asking him to do with Bryant not out now out for, for a month and Damian Jones just not being playable, which, you know, obviously hurts me on a personal level to say about <laughs> my large adult son. Um, I, if, if, if they, and, and when you, by the way, gets a DNP CD here, like they need to get AD some help here or we're going to, and, and it'll suck because it's kind of like the Kershaw thing where Roberts kept overextending him past that seventh inning and now, and he kept doing that because the Dodgers didn't have a decent bullpen and it's Kershaw who gets tagged with the, the, you know, not being clutch in the postseason stuff. If AD gets hurt while he's trying to carry this defense on his own and doing things that almost nobody in the NBA is being asked to do on a night in night out basis on that side of the court, it's going to be complete bullshit to see a whole bunch, you know, everybody saying, Oh, same old AD when I don't think anybody could survive what he's being put through, uh, night in night out on that side of the court yeah it's, it's rough to watch him have to like roam around and then also protect the rim and there you know a bunch of plays tonight where like the lakers play perfect defense and then like they drive to the rim and he's the only one there so he has to foul and stuff like that um but you know they looked engaged at least defensively as well and that's something that i was kind of worried about um coming into this season to see if you know both of them i guess would be would have their foot kind of on the pedal on that end. And I think, you know, tonight they did. They proved that, you know, the Lakers can have a somewhat acceptable defense. I think Darvin Ham has kind of, you know, imprinted the principles that he wanted on that end. I still think we're starting way too small. We're just, you know, we're giving the team such a advantage right away by just playing, you know, three-guard lineups, even if, you know, guys, our wings aren't as talented. You brought up winning Gabriel. I think he needs to be in the rotation. I thought, you know, Damian Jones played okay tonight. Like, I thought he came in, set – good screens, rolled to the rim, protected the basket as much as he, as he could. But you're right, we got to kind of protect AD and LeBron. Donnie, what did you see from both of them? Because I think they look they look like they're ready to go. And we'll see if the team can kind of match that. They haven't shot well enough to keep us competitive to win, I guess, tonight. But I think both of them kind of show that they're, you know, they're they're here to, to be the star players they are this year. Well, yeah, kind of talking about the defense, like you were saying, um, what Clippers scored 103 points tonight. Uh, and obviously yeah. Kawhi really did not play that much, but hell without Kawhi and Paul George last year, they scored way more than that against the Lakers. So, I mean, it's definitely something that you got to take. And I do kind of think it, um, the defense was especially helped by AD, but also LeBron. Uh, LeBron, I felt like was way more um, engaged and energized, especially on the defensive end in this game. Um, than he was in that first game against the Warriors. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Raj, I think you, I mean, I think a lot of people tweeted about it, but I saw you tweet just about how he got up for that Paul George block. Um, yeah. And then, and then Norman Powell, like, I just had no clue what he was thinking. Just like, just going up for like a layup line layup with like LeBron breathing on his back. But yeah, I mean, they look great. And it's just, it's, it's, 
it's awesome and it's awesome to see, but it's so like bittersweet because then you just think like, ah, man, one just one little trade and who knows what we could have on our hands. <laughs> yeah, I say, I, I say little as we're trying to trade a forty-seven million dollar paid player, but whatever. Yeah, I just like so. I I think there's enough basketball here to where like so. I don't I don't think a trade is incoming at all. That's why like I think there's enough basketball here to we at least be competitive. But if we're gonna shoot like this, obviously we're not. Uh, but I mean, it was a close one against the Clippers. I, I want to kind of ask this because I think Kawhi coming off the bench was definitely a like the late. We don't need him against the Lakers, so I think making do you, <laughs> making him start the second half. That's a win, right? In somewhat some kind of. <laughs> Like we forced Kawhi no. to start. The, we forced Kawhi to start the second half. Like that's that's All right. I, I, I was I was gonna jokingly. I was gonna jokingly, <laughs> I'm, I was gonna I'm kidding, jokingly but ask, I was gonna jokingly ask if this was a moral victory just to kick this off. But now we're actually kind of going down that route. Now I'm and I'm scared. I'm uh, scared. If this was the Knicks, if this was the Knicks, they would put up a banner for like made Kawhi Leonard start the second half. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But made, I do think made, I made Kawhi ignore the doctor. <laughs> Throw the banner up. Yeah. But I did feel like that was some Ty Lu and Kawhi kind of just like showing throwing whatever shade they could at the Lakers somewhat. Um I mean he could have easily started tonight. But uh, anyway, yeah, like I thought it was funny that he started the second half after the Lakers went on a twenty to four run to close it. Just, you know, something funny. Um no, it's not a win, but something interesting. Uh but, no, make get get your jokes <laughs> off, man. That's what we're here for. That that was a good fucking joke, bro. That was great. <laughs> you gotta was take great. something. <laughs> you gotta take something out of this, right? Um, I guess I was, <laughs> we have a two two days off. Is it? Uh, Anthony, I'll start with you because I think you can get here a little faster than and then we could. Is it DefCon one if we lose to the Blazers on Sunday? Like, is that um, is that is that the DefCon one moment? Uh, if we lose to Portland on Sunday, I mean it. it Kind Defcon one is kind of crazy, right? Because that 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 essentially means like a, a nuclear bomb went off in your living room. But I I certainly think like it's it's de- like the, it, it, as much as a third game in a season can be deemed yeah. like make or break. This is about it because that that opening stretch of the season, I only really charted about five or six wins for the Lakers here over the first twenty games. <laughs> And, and yeah, you know, I'm being serious. Like they, they play obviously with, with the Warriors and Clippers behind them. They have a, a, a couple games, I believe against uh, Denver. They have, uh, you know, I think the 21st game is, is Milwaukee. They just have, it's a brutal opening stretch of the season. And, you know, we, you would normally say like, Oh, the Kings are on the schedule. That's a win. Well, we saw how those preseason games went. And so I'm not necessarily how convinced I was. Here's how desperate I am, man. I watched Portland and Sacramento play last night, and I was fucking scouting. Like, I was like, oh, my God. wait, 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 wait. So I was, I. <laughs> like, that's I was, how, that's, I'm looking at I'm looking at both of these teams. Like, man, can the, can the Lakers rip off like one or two wins against these teams here? Because they kind of sort of have to. And they were, and they were both teams were extremely sloppy in the fourth quarter, just like. Balls rolling around everywhere basically the entire time. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, can the Lakers beat these teams? Uh, I'm just sitting there like, whoa, where am I? Yeah, I mean, the Kings just beat us by, like, 30 a couple of days ago. Um, and we'll see 
I guess with with Portland, I, that should be a win, right? You get today's effort, and that's not really how basketball works, but like you get today's effort, throw it on Sunday, maybe you hit. Can we hit thirty percent from three? That's like I know that's a super low bar, but like can we hit thirty percent on our, our three pointers? We're chucking at such a rate that we should not be hitting at like twenty percent. Um, but if we can hit like thirty percent, uh, maybe we can get a win, our first win um, on Sunday, and and hopefully get. Get off to a better start here. One and two isn't isn't great, but you have to win those, right, Anthony? You saw the schedule going forward. Uh, those of you that don't know, after Portland, it's Denver, Minnesota, Denver, and then New Orleans. Um, so Who looked great. Looked incredible. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I think New Orleans is like the best team out of what you just said <laughs> right now. Yeah, and then I think it's like Utah, and then it's Cleveland, uh, which was when I looked at the schedule before they got Donovan Mitchell. But, uh, yeah, it's a – it's a rough, rough schedule. And when I talked about the Russ buy-in to start, like how much buy-in are you going to get from LeBron, AD, and Russ if we're like one in seven, right? Like that's a, it's a tough thing to go back. And then you go back to, I guess, the negotiating table. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, this was fun at least. Like I think the last fun game was I was at that one. It was like Lakers-Knicks when like we got the big three finally back. I think it was like January or something. Um, and then we weren't down like 20 and made, made a comeback, but that was like the last exciting Laker game. I think after that, everyone kind of quit on the season. Um, but tonight was at least fun, right? Like I would, I would take this effort at least on a nightly basis. Maybe it'll lead to a couple more wins, but tonight was at least fun. It was at least a fun game I, to watch. I love, I love the reach and you're good, <laughs> but I do, I do agree. I do agree that if they play like tonight, that they should win yeah. against Sunday. Um, or win on Sunday against the Trailblazers, barring barring Damian Lillard just torching us like he does sometimes. But I do think. Can we reach they, out and maybe get them to sit like Jeremy Grant for the first half? Like who, I was going to say, and that's what I was kind of thinking watching the like Trailblazers and Kings. I'm like, oh man, like these teams really aren't that good. And then I started looking around, like there's a lot of tall guys on the team on the floor right now, isn't there? Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, well, uh, this was fun. At least, uh, hopefully, you know, games are a little bit more competitive like this, and we we get a couple wins out of it. Um, thank you, Donnie, Anthony, as always for joining. Thanks everyone for listening. This will go up on the Silver Screen Roll podcast feed, and uh, make sure you're subscribed. And we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs>